to The Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. Thanks for listening, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, and helping us get out there and have more people know about these stories. Today, I'm in conversation with a self-taught painter who is originally from and is currently based in Fort Myers, Florida. Uh, Their artwork is a mere reflection of her mind's inner dialogue and how she interprets her life experiences. Her work uncovers her story as a Black, androgynous female that grew up in the Southern Black culture and how ideologies of her upbringing shapes the way that she interacts with the world around her today. Please welcome Jade Griffin. Welcome to the podcast. Yo, what's up, everybody? I'm just excited to be here. I I like the wave for the audio format. I love it. <laughs> so yeah. So again, thank you for for popping on. I know that um, as we're recording this, I know that weather has been uh, crappy down there, and um, so thank you for for making the time and being adaptable uh, despite all of the the nonsense uh, floating around. I say that with a little irony, but not a lot. No, definitely. Either way, if I had to go to family's house or anything we were going to get this done I'm, I'm just excited to be a part of our podcast for sure absolutely um so before we get too deep into it um i want to like start off with kind of the the general conversation of who, who are you who's who's jade griffin uh, give us give us the story um like what's your story and you know what is your first experience in art making that's that's where i want to start off at uh, all right. Let's see. Where do I start? Well, you're I one. Really started. <laughs> <laughs> you're one. <laughs> Day one. <laughs> Drawing letters, making letters now. Uh, it all started when I was in elementary school. And I can still remember it like it was yesterday. Um, my art teacher, she encouraged me a lot to do my own thing. And I just made like a full page of like facial expressions. And I was just like, rapid fire just doing them just all kinds of faces just off the top of my head no references Mm -hmm. and I forgot what what grade I was in but in that very moment just taking in the whole environment around me it was surreal and I said to myself like I knew I wanted to be an artist so ever since then I've just been drawing and creating and Usually I just did it for myself and then I just started learning how to do characters, Spider-Man, Batman, then I got more surreal and started making photorealistic stuff and then I dropped it for a little bit as I grew, but um, I started to pick it back up when I was in high school and ever since that moment that I had in elementary school, like I realized like this is something that I can't shake by this is something that I want to do. And I was just, I've just been so afraid to do it. And after a certain amount of time and my life just went all over the place, especially with after, after high school, doing college and doing work full time and just not even having like a major in college. It just made me realize like, I don't want to do any of these things. Like I know exactly what I want to do. I don't, I don't want to go into psychology. I don't want to go into doing anything with medical. I don't want to do any of that. Like mm-hmm. all of my other friends around me, like I wanted to be an artist. And now here I am about three to four years later doing my thing. And I'm so glad that I made the 
the decision to really step outside of my box and to really pursue what I wanted to do since I was a kid. And now I just have my own show coming up, exhibition, and I'm yeah. just more grateful than anything. It's it's great to have that that time to kind of go back to the thing, even if you you leave it for a little bit. Like, yeah. you know, when we spoke previously, I talked about these instances where I was doing something, left it, came back to it. And I think in that time of stepping away, you end up learning something. You end up learning something maybe about yourself. You maybe learn something about the the work that makes it much more interesting to you. And uh, sometimes you have more resources too when you get older. It's like, right, I can actually buy this paint that I want to buy. And, exactly. you know, I have this belief at times, and I don't know if you share it, but you're, you're, the things that you get, you're supposed to get them when you get them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how, that's exactly how I feel. I feel like my life just came back around full circle. Like I knew, like I just had this immediate feeling. Like I knew I was going to return to this. I just didn't know how my life was going to turn or when it was going to happen. But I just ultimately knew that my life was going to turn back around into art. And it did. And when I started back again, I started doing the pandemic and I started doing commissions for people and still making my own art and doing um hand-painted stuff hand-painted jeans and denim stuff and that's how I really just got myself out there and then after a while I just started to hold off on commissions for a bit I just wanted mm-hmm. to develop and own in on my my own original thing that I had going on with my work and now I'm at a point where everything especially with just doing my own original artwork and expressing myself through that. I've just been just getting nonstop opportunities and I'm just grateful for that. So, yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it. So describe, because I heard surrealism, I heard some early influences of uh, different comics or cartoon characters and, and things of the sort. Uh, describe what your current artistic style is and some of the movements or some of the artists that I think influence that style. Cause I think as we go through it, you know, what we see, what we consume makes up of what we actually are putting out, you know, not like they were stealing from it per se, but we're taking pieces and we're being influenced in that way. Like I have people tell me, it's like, you know, you're just doing, you know, like this dude's in, um, interview style. What is the guy? Uh, Nardwar. You're doing his interview style or right. you're, you're doing this sort of thing. And maybe it's baked in, but I never really listened to Nardwar or watched his videos, but I can see why people make that comparison. So mm-hmm. how do you describe your style and what are the influence that, influences that are baked into it? I would definitely say um, it's a bit more on the abstract side with a little bit of, um, I would just say it's more abstract than anything, but I do add a lot of figures into my work. I would say, I wanna kind of pinpoint an artist, but right now my art's changed so much, but and it's a good thing because at the same time you can be inspired, but you don't want anyone to say that, you know, that your art reminds them of someone. I mean, I don't, Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm inspired by artists and what they do and what they make, of course, but I also want to be remembered by, you know, me me as a person as well and the things that I create just off of the things that I have to say in my own truth. So sure. I'm just looking at one of my paintings right now. Like I don't I would say 
I'm thinking about some of the recent pieces that I made. I don't I wouldn't say my art resembles any of any of any other artists that that I know. Maybe this one painting that I finished with um this woman in the other character that I made, I posted it. It's called The Embrace. That one gives me a bit of Gustavo Clint vibes, but mm-hmm. I would say that's about it. Just just even for that painting alone. Yeah. But honestly, I, I I'm I can't really I can't really describe it. I would say my my work is a bit more on the abstract side, like figurative abstraction the most. Yeah. So I feel like that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. So talk about some of the, the the subjects, topics, themes that you you return to regularly in your art and what are they, why do they resonate with you? And ultimately, what sorts of feelings are you trying to express within your work? Because it's very much like you and you, you were touching on it a moment ago. Like I want to be, you wanted to be able to speak your truth and speak from your position and what your experiences are. So share, share that with us. Oh man, like I like that question. I like you in these new questions. I love it. <laughs> um man, so where do I start? So I find myself creating things around my experience being black and also being a part of the LGBT community. These are um and just bringing in a lot of the things that I've seen during my upbringing up. I I find myself in a position of sharing sharing that and sharing Southern Black culture as well because especially being who I am, being Black and a part of the LGBT community and also being a woman, I feel like I feel like that subculture alone is not really shared as often and I find myself just painting more of that and painting this figure that can resemble either like either or because I often get people that will ask me about it. So like, who is that? What is that? Is that you? Is that someone in your paintings? And honestly, I take a bit from myself, but at the same time, it's, it's not me. Like I like to leave that open for discussion when people view my work. Like what do you see and what do you get out of it when you see the figures that you see in my work? And my work, I, I feel like I have a, like visually I feel I have a direct approach mm-hmm. for sure. Like what you see is like what you see most of the time, but I know a lot of the concepts that I'm getting to a point of making, I feel like I'm making more vulnerable pieces of work that like touches touches me. And I would say even with my exhibition coming up, I would say this is like an introduction to me as an artist and to the art world. I would say it's about me, where I come from, my upbringing, my past, and moving forward, I just want to touch deeper topics on what it is to be Black, and not only Black, but a woman that's Black growing up in the South, in a small town in Florida, and knowing that our stories don't really get shared much, like, I just just want to keep it as raw, because I feel like that's how people should take it. I yeah. take it for what it is and what for what you see. I feel it. I feel my work becoming more raw, uncensored, and just coming to a place where people can really understand more people like me. 
more people like me and all of that I would say is really unintentional but it's really just what comes from within from inside of me and I just feel like it just needs to be shared especially in such a way that people have never really seen before especially making this character and I like the fact that people like to ask like is that a girl or a boy and I, I like to leave that up in the air and, and I like to let people really leave that you know up up to what they think and I feel like I'm leaning more into that subject and really diving more into that like what do you what do you see when you see this person and the environment that they're in do you see them as more of a womanly figure or do you see them more as a male with masculine characteristics yeah that's why I like to leave like a lot of the um a lot of like the a part of the body just not really divine not really defined like that's the that's the thing like that's like the stuff that I type I like to add in my work like people don't really know what goes on in like households and like the black experience you'll have mothers and she's a mother my nephews are here and you're like get your ass down <laughs> do this and do that like i just want to add that experience into my work so not only male female lgbt's i just want to bring like a whole entire community together with my work and have something that they can relate to and that they can see that they don't often see in the art world like they but- we can see a lot of pretty stuff and a lot of rogue things in the art world, but not necessarily things that they can really grab and hold on to that can remind them of their personal life. Yeah, I I think, you know, we, we have a craving to to view things. And I think your approach, we have a craving to view things that we can relate to that feel like, oh, okay, no, this is representative, especially when something that's done well, when something like pulls you in visually and like, oh, let me look at this. And this approach that you touched on of, I would even take it a step farther, further where it's like, oh, is that a guy or a girl? And I was like, oh, that's a painting, you know? And it's like, you you lead to it. You have the discussion, you have the discourse. I think that there's more there. And I think at times it's like, you, you want to be considerate of, at least from my, my vantage point, you want to be considerate of, who the viewer is, who the audience is, um, but also taking into account, like, no, this leads to discourse. This was done intentionally to open right. it up for a conversation, to have more people talk about the work and leads to more opportunities and, and, and more just different ways of thinking. You know what I mean? And I think being able to open up a conversation as a result of maybe a question, that leads to people having more interest in the subject matter, I think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I, I agree with everything that that you just explained. I want with my work. I know, especially with the works that I'm going to be creating now, because I have um, I have unstretched canvas that I really just want to just dive into after the show and just make a whole another like set of works that really just want to just be. Like, I like to have that visual approach where it draws people in visually first. And when they actually look at it, they see that there's more, there's more intention and more meaning behind what they see. Mm-hmm. I have like this, um, like combined or collided approach, especially when it includes more than one figure. I like to have, I like to obtain more 
to more than one land doing one thing and doing another thing all at one time. Like I like to have my work tell a story as a whole. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, not only like I like to keep that same approach to my work where it's very eye-catching with the colors that I use, but like I said, it's something or a new way of thinking and a new perspective that they haven't really seen been tackled or maybe some just a whole new different side of life that they haven't really seen before and I like for people to really question that and question themselves and what do they see what do they actually see and what what are they getting out of it yeah and you know I I, I I remember just going to um seeing an exhibit with all of these different black artists and I got like this uh preview you know like you know prior to the exhibit opening and I talked to the curator there and I'm just like telling them as a novice, as a complete novice, I'm like, Oh, I'm seeing this. I'm seeing that. He's like, it's a good eye there. He's like, might be a curator. I was like, I know nothing. I was like, I just see things. And I'm like, there's some hidden meaning in here. Right. Cause I'm a, I'm a data analyst. So I go very granular and I'm looking for details. I was like, you know, like one of my guys, um, one of my, one of my friends, uh, David Ivada, I was like, why? Why are the eyes on his black portraits? Why? Why do they have like one eye covered? Like, why is that eye mm-hmm. is obscured or that mouth obscured? And I was like, oh, you're not supposed to see this, or you're 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 um you speaking, you being able to speak for yourself isn't important, so this is covered up. And he's like, hmm, that's an interesting take on it. That's actually the conversation. Right. That's actually diving into the work and really dissecting it. And I think there are a lot of people who got into a spot where they're just creating, but there it's, mm-hmm. it's nothing baked into it. It's no soul. There's no story in there. And, mm-hmm. you know, when people are putting out a lot of work, it's like, what's motivating it though. That's the question I start to have. Um, right. So I want to talk about color real quick. And then uh, we're going to close out this, the real portion. We're talking about the exhibition because we got to talk about the exhibition. Well, I mean, why wouldn't we? Uh, so what are, three colors that you're always like using that you're always returning to and of those colors what do they represent to you like you know when they talk about like the pantone right that when someone sees green it's envy or someone sees red that they're it's in anger or or love what are the three colors that you use most and what do they represent for you and that's funny that you would ask because i honestly think that I, i've been using a lot of pinks and blues and a lot more um primary colors to to really purposely catch the eye of the viewer and to really pull them in as to what they're seeing and especially with my why and my purpose as to why I create the art that I do blue and pink is really just like a no-brainer in it yeah so I would say yeah I use a lot of pinks blues a lot of greens yellows reds like things that can really draw people in and when they are there and doing the work like like you were explaining they can really have that conversation like i feel like art is always about conversation to really spark new ideas and conversations that's never been had before so ultimately not only that is that's my sole reason i wouldn't say it's a reason but i would say it's like a goal of mine with my art your work is definitely colorful <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Like, I want people to really, like, visually enjoy it, but also enjoy the context in which it was created. Like, everything is intentional in my work. All the all the mistakes, 
all the perfection in every stroke, every line that's in it. It's it's very intentional. It is is purposeful when I would imagine do the because I, I don't I don't know a lot about Fort Myers and I may have a new Fort Myers question in here, but um is it visually in terms of like maybe the houses, maybe the street art or what have you, is it a very colorful place? Cause I know it's in Florida. So is it, is it mm. colorful? And do you feel like what you're seeing in being in the South, being down there, like things aren't subtle in the South. I'll say it's just like, yo, this is bombastic. I'm wearing this green suit. I don't care. It's flavorful. <laughs> you got to add flavor sometimes somewhere. Like, yeah, I would say, I would say we do have a lot of color. We wear a lot of color. And um, as far as street art goes, we don't, like, depending on where you go, there's not much. But if you go in the big cities like Tampa, Sarasota, St. Pete, Miami, you're going to find a lot of street art. But as in Fort Myers, because it's such a small town, mm-hmm. Fort Myers, Lehigh, you're not going to find a lot of street art. Like there's a lot of um, residential people that come here to retire more than there is younger people. And I noticed that shift and I noticed, noticed that change whenever I would go to frequent to St. Pete and Sarasota, Tampa, it's it's moving at like a faster pace. Mm-hmm. And also Miami is moving at a faster pace. And where I'm at, it's kind of like slow it down. And maybe maybe it's because I'm young, but I really enjoy that. I really enjoy that. I do have my moments where I enjoy the slower pace here, but I just love being engulfed in culture. Because not only I feel like that makes me, but it really just, you know, it also makes my art too. So I can definitely say like, that's why I get a lot of my, just a lot of my need to add color and color in my work, for sure. Well, there you have it. Um, so I want to thank you for, for, for that portion. I want to dive into these rapid fire questions real quick and then we'll be wrapping up. So, um, all right. How many hours of sleep do you get? What do you say on average? How many hours of sleep do you get? Oh man, lately I haven't really been getting that much sleep, <laughs> but I wouldn't take it for granted for anything because um, ever since I had this shift where I've just been purposely just focusing nonstop on my art and putting my best foot forward each and every day, just working on my portfolio, working on my website business cards and really getting clientele and networking I don't really get much sleep and just recently like I was just adding touch-ups to the pieces for my show mm-hmm. and I don't I haven't really been, been I haven't been getting much sleep lately I would get like ooh, if I said I get like two oh two hours of sleep and now, now I understand. It's like, yo, I was cleaning up, bro. I need to get like a good forty winks in. Appreciate you, <laughs> right? Like forty winks in, forty winks in, because I don't want to come up there with dark, like heavy ass dark circles. I was like, hell no, I can't, I can't do, I can't do it right now. I got you at eleven thirty. I have them all the time. It's just I have big eyelashes and small eyes, so people don't notice. I woke up one morning mm-hmm. and I was like, yo, I got old face. I was like, oh no. I was like, I need to. Right. I need to put something on. I got old face because I don't I don't get a lot of sleep. I get maybe maybe six hours. I read that I'm supposed to get like nine. So it's like right, right there. Eight, nine hours of sleep. Yeah. Uh crunchy or creamy? Definitely creamy. Okay. Crunchy just makes me ick. Crunchy just it's just like it's like a texture thing for me. Sometimes crunchy is not is not good for me. I like creamy stuff for sure. 
Um, what was what is one of your nicknames? Everyone has a nickname. I feel like. Um, what is one of your nicknames? This one nickname, nickname that I had that was given to me by my grandma. She just called me JJ. It's like the simplest nickname, and I used to hate it. I used to hate that nickname so much, and I didn't really like for anybody else to call me that nickname but her and my dad. So they're the only people that really call me JJ nowadays. And it's grown on me. I don't really mind if people call me that anymore. Because, like, it's one of those things that I remember about my grandmother before she passed. And I was, like, 16, hmm. 16, 15. So, like, that was literally, like, the only name that she called me. So I, I've grown to embrace it. I like that name. So JJ and I have my friends. My friends that will call me Baby J. Because they think I'm 18, I'm like, I'm 23, and I'm going to be turning 24 soon. So they call me Baby J. So, like, okay, fine. You know, but these eye bags make me look old as hell. Oh, no. So it's kind of like, no, seriously. Because, like, I never used to have eye bags. And that was, like, one of the main reasons why everybody would, like, think I'm, like, 18. And I'm already short, so it's kind of like, you know, they wouldn't believe me if I'm telling telling them like I'm turning 24 soon. So it's not soon, but like next year. So JJ and Baby J, those are my nicknames. Jay Griff, let's go. No, just my Jay Griff. <laughs> I mean, mine's is Rob. I like my full my my name is Robert, obviously. So Rob is my nickname. And I was like, y'all cheated. Y'all didn't work on this at all. No work was put in. Not at all. Hey, Right, like they just gave like the most generic like Rob, but it fits though. You can't lie. And Rob, I'm a junior too. I mean, Rob is all right. Oh, Rob Junior. So it's just like, yo, this is trash. <laughs> <laughs> like, can I get some? Can I like reapply for like the nickname? Like, is it like a food stamp card? Like, what is it? Like, can I just reapply? Right. Like, <laughs> can I get like a whole entirely new nickname? Because y- y'all not even trying at this point. Like the unofficial like social security joint. It's like I know that's my name, but also can we? wave daddy that's that's my y'all can do better yeah um let's see i got i got two well three more actually for you um if someone had one hour for lunch in fort myers where would you recommend that they eat and what would they have i would i would recommend them to this family-owned spot this vietnamese restaurant called Bo 099 on boy scout drive like i just love like i wouldn't even just say vietnamese food i love um and mm-hmm. it's kind of like one of those um, soups with ramen and steak and it has vegetables in it. Like, I love that so much. It just has so much flavor. And yeah. I haven't tasted something like that in forever. I was like, Ugh. like that's like my favorite spot right now. And not yeah. many people know about it. And it's really small, really quiet. And you go in, you will see like a lot of like family and Vietnamese people there. And it's just really chill. And I like that. So that, that's where I, that's where I go. I would recommend that for sure. One hundred percent. So, so obviously, I, I've seen a little bit of uh, some cat references in some of your work. Um, if you could be a big cat for twenty four hours, what cat would it be? A jaguar for sure. Not wait. What is it? What is that? No. What is that? Black panther. It's it, yeah, black a uh, panther for sure. Sorry. I'll be a panther. Though. Like I fit, I feel like that fits me and my personality. And everybody always says I'm mysterious until they actually get to know me. But I would definitely say like a black panther fits my whole whole attire. So like, yeah, that's me all the way. 
I would be like a bald head lion. Like I'm lazy. Like the male lions oh, are lazy. Oh, bald head. I don't have any hair. Like you know, like lions look like look like they're um like like performers. You know, because they have all of the mm-hmm. hair. I'm like, yo, I need to be big, but also I need to be bald. So whatever that looks like. That's what I am. That's the cat I am. I was just like, I'm like a tiger or something. I don't know. Maybe because of the stretch marks. I don't know. It's, it's fine. Uh, so here's the last here's, here's the last question I got for you. Uh, tell us about your upcoming exhibit. That's the last rapid fire question. Tell us about your upcoming exhibit. Give us the deets. Rob, Rob, oh my gosh. Since everything that happened, it happened like since with this hurricane out, out here in Florida, Hurricane Ian, it's just like, it just put like a, like a setback on it right now. And like, you know, they're, the gallery is closed down and they're going to have a reopening soon. But the manager, she told me, she's going to let me know. And I told her everything, all the work is ready, set to go. Yeah. But she's just going to let me know what's going on because right now it's not open. So it's going to be some setbacks. So I'm going to be posting about that on my social medias, on my Twitter, Instagram, TikTok about what's going on. So it's still going to happen. It's just, it's just going to happen at a later date because of, Hurricane Ian taking out everybody's power and lights for facilities. Not even many facilities are like still even open. Like Walmart out here, it closes at 6 p.m. Oof. Right. Like who ever heard of Walmart closing at 6 p.m.? Right. No, like seriously, but like um like legit. Like my brother and dad both worked at Walmart for like 10, mm-hmm. 15 years each. I'm like, nah, they don't close that early. That's not a thing. Right. And I remember being at a like a certain point in time, they were open for like 24 hours. We have 24 hour Walmart's up here. Yeah. You do? Yeah. Super centers, the whole thing. See, we don't even have that anymore. Like they closed at 11 p.m. midnight here. Oof. Like, yeah, it just kind of got like lame. But hey, we, we got to do what we got to do, especially like right now. People need people need water and people need food right now. So, hey, take whatever we can get. So, yeah. Um, Thank you. I, I want to say um, thank you for uh, for coming on. Where can they um, check you out on social media for all of the updates that are coming up, all of, you know, different images? Where can they follow you on social media? The floor is yours. So you guys can follow along on my journey and see my art on Instagram at Griffin underscore dot Jade, Twitter underscore Griffin Jade and TikTok Griffin underscore dot Jade. And you'll see a lot more of my works and a lot more projects that I'm diving into. I'm going to be branching out in different cities, eventually different states. And I'm also going to be diving into other things outside of painting, clothing soon. I definitely want to do hand-painted artworks and clothing. So that's something that we're definitely going to tap into soon. So just be on the lookout for that. It'll be dope. So there you have it, folks. I want to again thank uh, thank my people, uh, Jay Griff, Jay Griffin, for <laughs> coming on to the podcast. <laughs> and, and I'm Rob Lee saying that there's art in and around your neck of the woods. You just got to look for it. 